presenting to you the interactive space for critical and objective open thinking with Martian UFO produced by Martian UFO Media the best podcast on air with your hearty host catch episodes weekly on Apple and Spotify podcasts Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. Looks like we have another rainy day out here in Medicine Hat again. So hopefully you all are staying dry and, um, you know, got something to do inside with your families, friends, loved ones, whatever. Um, yeah, today, I told you guys I was going to be bringing on a, a huge topic. Um, if you haven't heard about this yet, today we're going to be talking about um, human uh, microchip implanting. And just uh, the whole big scope on that, um, what's really happening in that world right now, um, and the fact that it is happening, you know, they're doing tests, they got active chips in, in people's hands in different countries, and uh, yeah, man, let's just jump right into it. Um, so, if you know anything currently about the, um, the implants, the, the microchip implants, um, I guess if you saw on... Uh, any type of news network, you would have seen that countries in Europe were the first ones to start testing these to implement them, and mainly in Sweden and in Britain. And what was happening was uh, technology and like factory type companies were um, offering uh, the, the option to their employees to be um, to be implanted with these microchips. And uh, what it is, it looks like a, a little rice pill. And it gets put in between like that, that uh, little webby part um, between your thumb and your <clears throat> index finger. And yeah, so uh, let's see what kind of things that you can do with this uh, this chip. Um, so the idea. Well, let me tell you first where they're from. Um, these chips are manufactured by a company called Dangerous Things. Uh, it's in Seattle-based, and uh, they also uh, manufacture and distribute for Vivo Key Technologies, and that's the chip manufacturer itself. And so the CEO of both these companies, his name's uh, Amal Grafstra. It's a hard-ass thing to say. Um, anyways, um, he's basically, I guess, uh, the head of this. Um, and what he says, um, workers typically on the IT side of a business get an implant for personal use. That's how it works. And so the chip, um, you can use it to open doors without having like a company badge or key fob. You can use it at the um, uh, concession. I guess you can use it at to get a pop, buy a bag of chips, to get in and out of your office, things like that. Um, he's saying that the chips are gonna start selling around $50, and then it's gonna be another $50 for uh, insertion with uh, 
an affiliated doctor or piercing expert. And I mean, I mean, let's just hold like stop for a second, man, because this is this is wild, crazy. The idea of even talking about implants, uh, uh, implants being uh, put into humans, human beings in your hand, and <clears throat> really uh, the bigger bigger picture about that is um, they're trying to combine human beings with uh, machines, basically. Um, this guy, Grasser, thinks that um, uh, the implanted chips could potentially eliminate all sorts of pro- lost productivity from lost key badges. But I mean, that's that's just basic uh, functionalities, right? Like, if you look into what RFID technology actually is, let me find that for you. Um, which the RFIDs are manufactured by a, a company called Zebra Technologies. So you can look them up too. RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification. Um, uh, the acronym refers to small electronic devices that consist of a small chip and antenna. Um, that um, I'm pretty sure, if I'm correct, there's no um, there's no like it's not live. It's not like a, a live battery. Basically, it only turns on when it's coming by any um, antenna, any one of the uh, um, receptors. I'm sorry guys, I should have prepared some more stuff for this. Hmm. So, uh, microchip implants are essentially cylindrical barcodes that when scanned, transmit a unique signal through a layer of skin, mostly that have been used to organize products or warehouses or identify livestock and stray pets. So imagine, uh, they say now there has been some human experimentation. So this is 2019, they were doing this, experimenting. And now they're putting them into um, uh, company workers. And it says here, um, from Sweden, from Britain, the, the chips were actually also shipped to Spain, France, Germany, Japan, and China so far. Um, so any, anybody there, I guess, can, uh, can see if, if this starts happening around them, pay attention. Hmm. Where I like, where I first found this for myself, I was uh, reading an article about um, uh, the US and where seven states have banned mandatory microchipping of, of humans. So these states um, starting with Indiana and then going into Tennessee, um, Iowa, New Jersey, Wisconsin. Um, well, is anybody else on there? No. So these states basically, um, they're, they're passing laws that bans the, uh, the, the forced implanting of, of human workers because you can, you can imagine what would happen if say you're a factory worker you're an IT worker um everything that you have including um your ID your driver's license your company ID your keys I guess right because now you open doors with, with your hand um your cell number basically anything that anybody um needs to know about you I mean your social insurance I guess right like um they want to know how common this is, how, how much it's happening in other states. 
what they're doing is offering it to to their employees as a, an optional kind of thing, right? And what some of the lawmakers are scared about is imagine suddenly um, you have an issue with your your company, your employer, or you have an issue with one of your bosses or one of the employees. Um, suddenly they they turn off certain functionalities in your in your chip, and you can't function. You can't enter certain doors anymore. You can't buy certain uh, snacks, or you can't even be in on certain meetings. Things like this. Like imagine the type of control they can have um, in the application. Uh, let's see. You know this should this should definitely uh, scare people. Um, and there's just so much information here, guys. I'm trying to go through. Um, kind of read to you just trying to tell you what's really happening um and the fact that this has been going on for a couple years right um testing the chips manufacturing the chips uh and seeing if if they work right like let's read this there's currently a petition right now on uh change.org you can look it up it's it's uh stop the human implementation of rfid chips and people basically and uh this guy, so this isn't really like corroborated information or, or anything like that, but he's basically going on uh, his own his own opinion of what's happening. He's saying that the UN and the US are trying to implement a law that requires everyone worldwide to be implemented with an RFID microchip. Um, trying to package it as a good thing for us, saying that it will make life easier, um, reduce crime, Right, so they're going to be watching you. Um, they're going to be looking at your criminal history if you got a record. And I and I told somebody else about this. I was having a conversation where I told some of my friends that uh, in China right now they're testing. You know, when Google Glasses came out a couple of years ago, I, I can't remember when Google Glasses came out, but when what Google Glass can do is uh, it's like an AR type glasses, right? You wear them and then you see certain things. So how they're applicating these glasses now in China is um, the police officers are using them. They're putting officers on the street in which they walk around all day and they scan everybody. So they're looking, um, they can see where you were at two hours ago, apparently. Um, they can look at uh, your schedule for the day. They can look at uh, your, all your criminal history. If you have um, a warrant for your arrest, any um, criminal record, obviously. They can find anything where you work, your family members, where you live. So. I mean, if you ever wanted to have any of that information um, private, it's uh, there might be a world where that doesn't really happen anymore. I'm not sure. So as I keep reading, <clears throat> um, this guy believes, you know, that the chip is another form of, of government control. And I mean, it sounds kind of crazy. He says new world order, this kind of stuff. I don't really think it's it's that like we're to that point yet, but you know, when I when I ask people, when I talk to people about it, we have the conversation. I know for myself, I'm not going to be chipped. And they usually say that they're not going to be chipped. Imagine, you know, having to choose between uh, if your children are going to be chipped or not. And this is really my, like, I'm going to give you my my uh, worst case scenario conception. Like, imagine your birth certificate, right? Or your Canadian citizenship card for people who are immigrants or trying to become permanent residents. Um, this is the only form of, of identification that really says that you're alive, that you actually exist. And if they want a phase two human chip implants to, to basically hold your identity, your documents, your 
um, everyday life, banking, everything. Um, imagine a world where you, you could lose your birth your certificate, you know, um, or imagine a world where they say that this piece of paper is no longer valid for your life to prove that you live, that you were born. If you don't have a chip in your hand, you know, if you start having babies and you're not getting them chipped, you expect to get a birth certificate from the hospital. You might be in a, an illegitimate birth. You're going to be walking around with the illegal babies, potentially. I'm not sure, but, you know, they got the um, the one child law in, in China. You got to jump through hoops in China to, to get, have a kid. You got to get uh, a certificate for that. You have to apparently do classes. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I mean, if they're making it that hard, everything seems to be happening in China. You know, China is, is the place, I guess, where they're... <clears throat> That it's the testing ground, right? Coronavirus came from China. The Google Glasses, they're using them in China. Um, yeah, man, I'd be, I'd be looking at China a little bit, seeing what's happening. I'd be opening your eyes, really. Like, I don't know. Um, so he says, social security cards, birth certificates, yes. ID cards, driver's license, credit, debit cards, bank accounts, anything. You know, and anytime that the uh, government... Um, doesn't want like you know imagine them just turning off your chip completely you know you refuse to be implanted with the chip you know the government will deactivate your chip this guy says you'll have nothing no security number no birth certificate no money nothing and people think that this is um outlandish you know this is crazy you know don't imagine this happening let me go down here let me show you um what they're thinking is going to be possible and pretty soon actually 2023 um there's a question about Will mobile phone implants really be a thing? And here, um, if you go on to uh, CNET, you can find the article. This was in 2016. Experts were saying that uh, embeddable phones or devices that are implanted in the body that use wireless technology could be commercially available by 2023. You know, we're three years out. They just, they're just manufacturing the, uh, the iPhone 12 right now. You think they're going to go to like fucking iPhone 40 or I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> got the kind of questions or you know can i put a chip in my kid i think you know will you have to put a chip in your kid um here are the uh seven states that um are not allowing this to happen um so it says employers are banned from acquiring device implants in arkansas california missouri montana nevada new hampshire north dakota oklahoma utah and wisconsin and as far as I know, this is all like, you know, uh, U.S. data. I don't know anything about this happening in Canada, if they even have laws in place to prevent against it. If you start seeing commercials for, you know, chips and things like this, if, you know, we have anything in place that makes it voluntary or, you know, they start saying like, you know, all future births, you're going to have to chip your kids. Like, what are you going to do for people who have kids? Now, I'm not trying to make people scared or anything like this, but just like your preparation plan, your plan for the future year because you know things are changing things are changing quick i was with some guys last night eating and talking about certain changes that are going to be happening in, in the next couple of years like embeddable phones you know could you imagine having your phone in your body like are you okay with that <laughs> in your brain potentially um <clears throat> you know they got the cost for it already uh people who have pets know that uh putting a chip in your cat or your dog so you don't lose it anywhere from like 50 to 100 bucks now or maybe more, I don't know, the cost probably went up, but 
Um, in 2004, the FDA approved computer chips for humans. In 2004, and we're in 2020, 16 years ago. You don't think they're ready to do this, man? Um, you know, the cost would be $150 to $200 per person. Think about all these homeless people that, that are out on the streets. You think they have their documents on them? Birth certificates? Like, they're going to be phased out. You, know, you don't think that this will um, pretty much render them non-existent if they can't go and afford a $150 to $200 chip in your hand and then you got the people that, um, I'm going to refuse one. So that's what I'm saying, right? I don't know what kind of plan I'm going to have, what the future is going to look like, but you got to be ready. Like, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy time that we live in because another thing that we can talk about, um, in which when I was talking about the RFID, uh, specifically, um, you know that right now RFID theft happens for sure. It happens. And I know that I had to worry about it because, um, when I go shopping and I'm buying shit from my brothers and whatnot, I'll get, uh, you know, I'll get the wallets and things like this. I only buy the RFID protected wallets because you know how many people uh, get their credit ID stolen and identity stolen and all this kind of stuff just from a person who knows how to hack, has a phone. They're walking by you on the streets, like a busy city center, and suddenly they have you, your identity. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody needs to have an RFID wallet. If you're listening to this right now, go buy an RFID wallet. <laughs> um, so let's see. So I don't know why an article would come out in 2017 and say that you don't need RFID protection because there is no RFID crime. That means that really, if there's no crime, they don't have a law in place yet. Like that could be, I mean, they could call it fraud and things like this, but to steal your information through an RFID enabled antenna, you know, through your chip or through your, just having your cards in your wallet or your phone or things like this, how can you really protect yourself? And then there's a person that does it, how can you find them? Do they suffer a crime? If there's no crime, then there's no punishment, right? Like, um, RFID blocking wallets, sleeves, and other products offer protection against RFID skimming. All right, that's what it's called. The problem, uh, the problem, sorry, isn't that these products don't work. It's that there's a solution to a problem that doesn't really exist in the real world. Not yet. I mean, I think it's about to. When they say a real world, I think they're talking about physical world. And now, trying to put chips into people, you're, you're basically gearing people up to have their whole identities, your whole name, everything stolen in seconds and, and then gone. And then somebody can go and Imagine what kind of things they can do. If not just stealing your money, they can pose as you and they're committing crimes in, in your name. Like, um, here's somebody asked, is RFID theft real? We got, uh, so they, they know what it is. Um, they've written numerous articles about it. Um, and it is known as, it's been recognized as a form of identity, identity theft, but there's no, uh, there's no laws around it currently, unless you can find some, I don't know. So the uh, radio frequency identification technology itself was actually uh, available since the 1920s. Um, I don't know if you guys will care, but Charles Watson, it says, was the first person to actually have a patent for it. So, I mean, <clears throat> they were working on this years ago, man, years ago. And um, 
Yeah, I guess the only reason that I'm talking about it is um, for people who don't know, um, for people who want to know, who might hear it um, here and there, people talking about it and thinking, that, oh, that's another conspiracy. That's, you know, fake news. Well, not really. I don't know. show you this is uh, for starters RFID technology is a method of wirelessly digitally identifying objects so identifying you as a digital object you know what I'm saying um, and when I was saying before that uh, like it's not live like a, a battery it doesn't require an internal power source so they put this um, non-live chip inside of your body and between the webbing of your hand right there and uh, the only times that it actually has any power going through it um, is when um, there are antennas. And I mean, there's antennas everywhere, right? It says here um, there are tags in just about every single place that you can go to. And you know that that's true because you walk into a Starbucks, they got the little tag you can scan it so that you can um, get deals on their app. Any place that you walk into now, mostly like restaurants, coffee shops, things like this, they got the tags. You know what it looks like? A little square that's that's the tag <clears throat> and it activates the chip which then transmits its digital identification code which is now in the future going to be your digital identification code that's how they're going to identify you no more social insurance um no more id card the picture on your id i don't know i mean uh about eight or no about 10 billion tags were used around the world in, in 2018 alone, and they keep adding more. And they say retailers, especially clothing stores. And you know, that's true too, because if you go into go into the mall, you go into a Blue Notes, you know, a Boathouse, West 49, anything like that, and you can scan your phone on that little square box and the website will come up with deals or, or things like this, you know, little cool stuff. But now that's gonna be you. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna do this, but it's, it's messed up. Many domestic pets are microchipped with RFID encoding information that helps them reunite with their owners if they get lost. So, yeah, if you ever get lost from your family members, they can find you <laughs> with your chip. Some humans have also chosen to microchip themselves so their bodies can wirelessly communicate with identification systems. And that's where the evangelicals get upset. So, yeah, I'm going to read something here for you guys. Um, I don't know what you're going to think of this. And this is by no means a religious podcast or anything like that. But I found this to be interesting. I was reading it and just to make the connection between um, <clears throat> uh, why why this is happening. Who? Because um, if you look at the uh, evangelicals, that could be another topic for a different podcast. They are one of the most powerful groups in all of America. And a lot of the people who are evangelicals are in... Uh, politics who are members of powerful companies um but yeah let me read this for you this is um about the mark of the beast so it asks uh what does a chip implant have to do with the bible believers see echoes of rfid chips in a short passage in the book of revelation and this is quote the beast causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the name 
or the mark of the beast or the number of his name. Um, so RFID chips, like they're not literally saying, but they're worried about this because they're saying so the passage is the origin of beliefs around what would eventually become known as the mark of the beast, a way to identify those who worship the Antichrist. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Uh, um, let me see, let me read some more. So, this person's research, not my research, says that uh, uh, he found, he made the connection for two main reasons. First, when biohackers chip themselves, they typically put the, the chip into the palm of one hand because it's easy to wave that at sensors to open doors or process payments. Um, so yeah, that I mean, people who actually want it. Imagine, think about and be weary of the people who actually want the chip in their hand. Because if they know how to use it, if they know how to work on it, make it live when they want, things like this, and they start walking around, you don't even have to, you could be anybody walking on the street with a smile on your face, looking whatever. You got your hands in your pocket, you know, and you're just taking everybody's info. You go for a walk an hour downtown and, and you can imagine, man, like, I don't know. scripture specifically mentions the mark on a person's head or hand sorry hand in addition some people have injected rfid chips containing credit card payment information which calls to mind the payment methods mentioned in the bible no one would be able to buy or sell so you need something can't buy you need to sell something can't sell can't make money can't feed yourself can't feed your family um can't go to the store to get products for your family get food um can't operate your vehicle maybe your vehicle might be operated by chip <laughs> you know you need your your hand imp, uh, chimp implant to even unlock the door you know um these links spread in some evangelical community uh, communities throughout the 2000s with many articles published on religious sites about rfid um the authors of a best-selling book about rfid and surveillance called spy chips I think that's the book. I think I'm going to read that. Published an alternative version targeted at evangelical Christians that added, included added passages about the book of Revelation. Um, so people are talking about it, it looks like. Yeah, these people are, I mean, I don't know, man. The whole topic is crazy. They believe that um, these companies and, and everybody at the top, they're using these employees to uh, to do the dirty work for Satan himself. That's a quote, as they said. Um, and I think, I mean, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's just dabbling in some, <clears throat> some uh, deep stuff here. And so the last question says, does it really matter? I mean, I don't know. Does it really matter to you? I think it matters to me in the sense that I'm not going to start acting like, oh, shit, this is happening tomorrow and, and things like that. But I would just be be aware, man. Be um, be weary. Start looking into more information. Um, start preparing yourself for the next two to five years and what the, the world might look like. I'm really interested to see, how, honestly, if they put mobile implants in people because what's the use of that? I mean, 5G is coming out this year and so many things are rolling out. You know, technology is changing every single day. The world is changing every single day, like I said yesterday. And so just preparation. Um, 
And yeah, man, that's, uh, I think that's it. Hey again, guys, uh, I'm back again. I just wanted to, I realized I started talking about uh, the mobile implants for 2023. And I um, wanted to dive in a little bit more into that with you with some specifics and uh, a little bit more comprehension, hopefully. So uh, yeah, just bear with me here. Specifically, I think some of you might have heard about this, but um, I'm bringing to you uh, Neuralink. <clears throat> Neuralink is a startup, super secretive startup, a secretive startup apparently started by Elon Musk in 2017. And since we were talking about the brain implants, um, his startup company is currently um, the one that is working on putting a brain chip implant in a person's brain um, that can connect to the internet and things like this by uh, by this year he wants to, to do the first one so I'm going to give you uh, specific facts here it says that Neuralink has three stated goals uh, treating brain disorders helping people who had accidents um, creating a brain machine interface um, basically linking your brain with the machine then um connecting you to the internet basically um and then building towards a potential symbiosis with artificial intelligence so uh connecting us with artificial intelligence i mean i'm just taking pauses here because i'm i'm surprised and i'm like can't even comprehend really uh that this is something that is actually happening that like we're talking about this you know we're going to be integrating our brains with uh with machine um, the first of these goals is the most realistic in the short term. So he has long-term goals. <laughs> um, says Neuralink is early in its stages, despite having already received a vast sum in startup capital, um, hundred million from Elon himself, and then a couple uh, more million, 58 specifically from some investments. Um, <clears throat> so his whole idea um, basically why he wants to do it you know he's saying that if you know somebody who's broken their neck broken uh, the spine we can solve that problem with the chip he says that you know he's talking about different um, uh, neurological problems fixing complex problems basically things that the brain can't do by itself he wants to do with the chip and um, really He's suggesting, first of all, that there are complex issues with the brain. So I guess he's talking about dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, schizophrenia, things like this, which, um, you know, on one side, fixing these things is amazing, right? Being able to fix them um, for good, uh, conclusively with the chip. And um, suddenly you could go into these. I mean, think about not having the need for old folks homes anymore. Think about people actually living fuller lives until their older years and, and you know, just many applications for that. But then think about the other side. 
Um, I guess, would this be voluntary? Would somebody be able to decide, well, you know, I want to take the chance to fix my brain or I think, yeah, there's issues with my brain. I want it. I want this chip. I don't know. Um, says, you know, it's not just a measure of computerizing your brain. I mean, even talking about computerizing your brain, is that feasible to you guys? Does that make sense? Is that something you can see yourself, you know, being comfortable with in the next couple of years? Not the future, this is the next couple of years. He wants to do the first one, the first testing this year. And then who knows when human trials could start, you know? It says uh, the moonshot stuff isn't anywhere close to ready yet. Um, he made a joke about how, uh, about, uh, you guys know uh, Terminator movies, um, saying that he was like way far off from, um, you know, the Skynet-esque stuff, the concept of plug- plugging everyone's brain into the internet. But um, if it's supposed to be always striving for more, always, um, you know, doing better, um, technology getting better, faster, stronger, us essentially um, evolving. Um, what's the next point going to be, right? When When is it going to be a Skynet-esque type uh, concept? Like, um, <laughs> He says, it'll take a long time and you'll see it coming. You know, another concept I want to talk about, I want to throw out two words. Um, <clears throat> you know, mind control and next, uh, mind reading. These two concepts because, you know, when you talk about the chip being in your brain with mind control, you don't know who controls it. You know, your connection to the internet could be, um, you know, messed up, severed at any time. You know, you think about when the internet goes down, is that suddenly like your brain suddenly has to shut down, you know, um, or the connection gets turned off. Is that brain death? Is that real death? Like, this is crazy. Um, he says getting FDA approvals for devices of any kind is difficult. And I wonder how he's going to get it approved because if he does, um, people should definitely be worried, right? Like whether it's going to be voluntary or not, think about the people who choose or the people who do have chips in their brains and then suddenly they can control a number of people who don't know, you know, you can turn the mind control aspect on and off and the person doesn't know when it's off that they're being controlled and they can do anything you want when it is on. Right. And then again, talking about hackers and talking about people who know how to use this technology and the type of temperament that, you know, this person would have, whether they're a good person, a bad person, you know, it's um, I just think it's crazy, man. I think it's crazy. Um, the end goal for Neuralink goes beyond brain machine interface. So I'm telling you, like the goals are always higher goals, bigger goals. You know, there's an end goal in sight, but then beyond that one, there's another end goal. Musk wants nothing less than a sort of symbiosis with artificial intelligence. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of this dude. This motherfucker looks crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. Um, he wants to solve neurological issues, but what do other people besides him who look at this technology and say, okay, well, Musk is doing the work for me. And when it's done, I'm just going to take some of this and I'm going to, you know, um, his biggest worry apparently is that AI will outright surpass human intelligence and that we will be left behind as a species. But if our species can create a high brand with, uh, bandwidth, sorry, uh, brain machine interface, then we might stand a chance of keeping up. The, san- the fact that he says stand a chance of keeping up means that he really thinks that people are going to be left behind, that, you know, the smartest man with the smartest brains without machine interface cannot 
um, even compete against AI. So that really tells you what you're supposed to fear about AI. Um, it's a lot, man. <laughs> it's a lot. If you uh, want more details on that, you can go onto YouTube and type in the Neuralink launch event. And he goes into specific facts. They went into the deep, deep details apparently at this event. And I'm just going to find a little bit more information. But yeah, man, just the, the fact that this is happening. Um, and I'll tell you, they show you what the implant looks like. It looks like a little C-shaped, kind of P-shaped uh, implant that goes in behind your ear. And then it has electrodes and wires that run into, looks like the center of your brain. There's four of them. Um, yeah, it looks like a lot, man. It looks like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he says it's going to be important at civilization level scale. Even in a benign AI scenario, we'll be left behind. So I listened to a podcast about uh, AI with uh, Neil Sahota. He's um, basically, he's running the, I guess the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the lead up for AI. He just signed up with the UN and partnered with them to help run their sustainable development goals and I mentioned that in the last podcast and AI is a part of it for sure and if you want to know anything about that you can um, uh, go on to the podcast app on your phone and listen to Hot Boxing that's Mike Tyson's podcast I listen to it a lot and yeah they interviewed Neil Sahota who really when you listen to him speak you can't really discern whether he um, because he's moving ahead full speed he really sees no no, uh, it's going to be an AI world, no problem. And so they ask him, you know, like, is this AI going to be good, bad? And he says everything is based on what you teach the AI to do. A person could teach the AI to be good and could teach the AI to be bad. And really, it almost is like he doesn't care. I mean, he, it's like he has a plan and it's already like he's going to be holed up in some cave or something somewhere. He's going to be safe. And basically, he's saying that anything can happen. You know, he's not trying to scare people, but anything could happen with this AI. You could teach it to be bad, teach it to be good. He was saying that some university, they ran a test. They made um, some AI robot or something like that. And uh, in an hour, um, they, they let it talk and integrate with people on the Internet. And in an hour, people taught it to be racist. So, yeah, man, just just imagine, man, like this is the kind of stuff that just makes you want to stay, <laughs> stay inside at home and, and you know, Imagine they start selling robots. I mean, you know, this nice, friendly robot in your house, and he's AI. But, uh, yeah, man, this is crazy. Um, With the high bandwidth brain-machine interface, we can go along for the ride and have the option of merging with AI. So what's the other option? Right? Um, This is just crazy stuff, man. Just trying to make you guys aware. Uh, he is seeking to get FDA approval, so it's not like um, <clears throat> this is unfathomable, not, not like it's impossible. He's looking at getting, uh, um, making the procedure as easy as laser eye surgery. So they want to use um, a laser in the future to, to implant this, so meaning that you probably won't be put under. You know, you just go in quick into a doctor's office, they take this laser, 
slice in behind your ear, boom, put it in, and, and there you go, you got that implant. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, this article is saying like it's unclear how realistic and how long of a timeline. I don't think that long, honestly, in my estimation. I, don't, I really don't think that long. I really don't. Um, it'll take to achieve this miraculous. Do you guys think it's miraculous? Tell me. Um, I mentioned, but with uh, Musk's track record, there seems to be nothing he won't try. He's trying everything, and he has no shortage of money, man. Like, so in, the, in this world, they they can do anything. Let me see if there's anything else, any more factual stuff I can tell you. But just yeah, Neuralink. So uh, if you're thinking about the chip implants in the hand, and then you got Neuralink in the brain, so. If you have both of those two together, what are you now? Are you a robot or are you a human? You know, he's promising. He promises to have the Neuralink brain chip in a human by the, this year, before the end of the year. And um, it's interesting that, you know, this coronavirus stuff and everything that we had with the slowdown of uh, commerce and, and the economy basically just dying in a lot of countries, um, the border... Uh, shutdowns and the uh, what do I want to call it the extreme pressure that they felt with the postal service and just getting products around um, it's interesting that he was able to uh, keep running through with this technology and then no you know no shortages for him there was no like uh, he didn't experience any um, time constraints or anything like this and it, I mean, the stuff is still happening, right? People are still suffering worldwide um, in terms of economy, um, health-wise, everything like that in terms of coronavirus. But uh, let's see. Um, so they had something already. This was what the old brain implant was before, uh, before he started making his, uh, it was called Utah Array. This is what they put in the brain. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in the future, but, uh, Utah Ray, which is already in some humans, he says, has severe drawbacks. And so what he's making is supposed to be the next best thing with, um, no drawbacks. It says Utah Ray is an existing interface designed to record neural activity in the brain. Can't connect to the internet, but he wants his to, um, <laughs> So that tells you, you know, what he's thinking. Um, and yeah, if the arrival of the first test on the human brain is encouraging, the road is long until the actual implementation of Neuralink. I think Neuralink is just another good name for Skynet. And um, if that doesn't scare you, then I guess you're ready to be a robot. But uh, yeah, man, I guess take care. Um, and everybody enjoy your day. And keep looking into this stuff. Keep being aware. You know, <clears throat> enjoy your life and whatnot. Um, enjoy the things that you enjoy. But, you know, there's understand that there's things happening around you. Sometimes maybe even in front of you, you know, and, and you may not know it. And I guess, you know, and, uh, what was uh, when I was talking about the unsmoke, um, they were saying, get ahead of the change. Right. And you'll be much better. <laughs> Uh, prepared and things like this so if you you know can find a way to do that yeah we'll see what happens and um 
Uh, you know, there wasn't going to be no medicine. You didn't think I was going to have some uh, medicine on us, right? Mm. <sighs> yeah, peace, man. I've been talking too much. <laughs>